Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next. everybody, or good afternoon, it's good morning in California, this is Barbara Williams, and this is Nadia Shapiro, <laughs> and today we have a special guest, um, the author Joni Mahan, I'm going to read to uh, you a little bit of her biography, um, I have the privilege of knowing Joni personally, Joni lives in western Massachusetts with her nearly grown children and well-loved pets. When she's not writing, she's a seasoned paranormal investigator spending her weekends in dark places with her best friends, talking to shadows. A hopeful romantic, she's also a confessed Facebook addict, enjoys reading other people's novels, eating pies in diners, and has spent most of her life working in the pet industry. She also hates pickles, spiders, and negative people. I'm with you on that one, but that's another story altogether. Welcome, Joni. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So uh, I've had, again, I've had the pleasure of knowing Joni for almost two years now. And um, I've done investigations with her, and um, I've had the privilege of reading her books. She has four books now out on the market. And I can say personally and everyone I have talked to who has read the books that you want her to put out another book because... You just don't want the stories to stop. Thank so you, Barbara. You ca- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember I would sit in my car longer just to finish getting to a point where I could stop. I mean, to me, that's very good writing. Your writing flows. <laughs> awesome. Now, the content of all of your your books, the first three were more like a paranormal romance, and I find it was interesting because I have read some of the, you know, articles that people have written about them where, you know, they think this is sort of all made up, and I personally know a, a lot of the people that you've written about and I would have to say that reality is stranger than fiction in most cases. What's your view on this? Oh, I think it's very true. Um, life has a way of finding its way into my writing. Uh, you know, there's there's a scene in Angel Storm that I described that you and I shared, Barbara. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, it, uh, and people, you know, people... And that's one of the reasons why I went on to write the Silk Lecture, because people think this is all fiction, and really a lot of it is not. It's right out there. You just don't necessarily see it unless you look. Now, do you think this would intrigue people more 
you know, by you know, just getting a little glimpse into the Soul Collector was, I mean, uh, incredible because it really gave your viewpoint on some things that happened to you personally. Now, do you um, think that that, you know, gives people a little bit more of a heads up or would encourage them more because they want to experience, you know, this for themselves? Uh, I really kind of wrote it as a cautionary tale for other people that are getting into the field or going into investigating because they a lot of times they'll just jump right in and they don't think about the the possible consequences and that's pretty much what I did and that's how I got myself into a bad situation. So I hope if they read it and they do want to investigate that they do read the last chapter in the book and they, they take the proper precautions before they go into it, especially if they're a sensitive or a psychic medium in any capacity. Right, yeah. I was pretty impressed with that because you know my view. I don't even let people go in the building. Steve and I usually will meet people outside. People's view of how they're protected varies a lot. And uh, I, I find that of many people it really falls short of the mark. And I don't want to see people having a problem. I would rather stop it before it's a problem. Uh, I was glad to see, right, that, you know, your advice on the last chapter was phenomenal. You know, I think that people can be very cavalier about that type of thing, you know. And I think Nadia and I are pretty cautious about that. I've learned a lot from her. Yeah, I wish I would have known you <laughs> before <laughs> I went through this experience because I probably wouldn't have gone through it because uh, you know you've been so uh, you're, you've been so helpful. I refer to you as my mentor. <laughs> so and all people, I I was when I when I read that and I saw how long you went through that. I, I was devastated. That was har- That was horrifying. You know. But you're very aware. How many people do you think go through this and they chalk it off to, you know, uh, oh, you know, mental illness, depression, or things, and they don't see this as an object other than themselves? They don't even investigate that possibility. Oh, Have I you think come it across- happens a lot. Yeah, no, I think it's very common. In fact, um, you know, the way I am able to tell if there's a ghost or a buyer or a spirit is I hear a pitch, a tone. And, uh, right. you know, for years I just blamed it on tinnitus or ear ringing. And, and then I came to start to play with it. I realized that, you know, these sounds were coming in as something got closer to going out. It wasn't the same tone. And, and it was, you know, coming along with the sense that somebody was standing behind me, you know, and my cats were watching it, and there was no denying, you know, that something was happening. And I've had a lot of people contact me since the Soul Collector to say, oh, my gosh, I have the same thing, and I always thought it was ear ringing. So I think it's bringing some awareness to people, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. You know, you... uh, really open some people's eyes. Um, I just want to point out that your website, should people, you know, want to look at that, is Joni, J-O-N-I, Mahan, M-A-Y-H-A-N.com. And I also found that your blogs, and you do refer a lot to audio that you get, were amazing. 
Thank you. And is that the JustJoniWordPress.com? Yeah, WordPress, yeah. Yeah, and there's yeah, a link WordPress. on my website. Yeah. And, and someone can get to that from your website? Yes, it says read my blog. Um, it's on, I think, the contact me page, and I think it's on the welcome page as well, but there's just a little, you can go right to the WordPress um, blogs from there. And I do link a lot of my blogs up with my EVPs that are on SoundCloud. And people can actually follow me on SoundCloud too. Um, and anytime I post anything new, you know, they'll be able to see it. But I like putting it in conjunction with my with my blog. That way you have the whole the whole story, not just the EVP to go along with it. Right. Yeah, I like I like the fact that, you know, I've read a lot of yours and I find that they do get the context so it's not just hearing something randomly mm-hmm. you know that you document the entire situation around that so that it's pertinent to what you're hearing and and the ones I've heard are very clear now do you have a preferred mechanism for catching EVPs is there some equipment that you like better than others uh, yeah, I mean my you know my tried and true is my digital recorder, and I just use the, I use a Sony digital recorder. I bought it at Staples, so it's nothing fancy. Uh, but part of collecting EVPs is having a system in place, and you know through trial and error, we've come up with some different practices that really help us get better EVPs. And I did dialogue that in the end of my book, uh, how to you know how to do an EVP session. And I think it's it's very helpful. I I agree. I've also been there a few times, you know, because we usually have large groups when we go together, and I really appreciate you and Sandy actually giving the talk on how to get accurate EVPs, and it's it's a, a, a great how-to, very accurate. You always are successful, and nobody is talking. Things are marked. It's very clear. I just wish I wasn't deaf and then I would be getting more. But, <laughs> but I, believe me, I appreciate when you guys come and you do that so everybody can get their own evidence. Yeah, and I it's think, really you know, about think, evidence. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and we've, you know, we've just, you know, we've gone through the situation where, you know, you'll be with a group and uh, one person does all the talking and you might have a good question that you want to ask and you never get an opportunity. So we set up a system where, the leader starts off and introduces the session and asks as many questions as they want, and then when they're finished, they say pass, and it goes to the person on their left, and that person asks their questions, and then they say pass, and it goes along, and we try to leave like 15 to 20 seconds in between the time you ask the question before you ask the next one, and that gives the, the ghost or spirit the chance to uh, to gather their energy and answer. and. Just by doing that and also by staying very still and marking any kind of contamination noise like a car going by or somebody sneezing or something of that nature that we're able to um, to debunk anything that we may come up on later, you know, especially things like whispering, you know, because that's what an EVP often sounds like. It sounds like a whisper. And if you have somebody saying, what's that, you know, you're going to think it's a ghost later when you're listening to it. But, you know, when we catch that, we'll always say whisper. And that way you can go, oh, okay, that wasn't anything. So it helps. Right. That's very, very good advice for people because I don't think if you're not doing this professionally, you don't think about that after when you have hours to listen to and you hear something and it sounds fantastic and it's a whisper and it really was someone whispering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
And then you make yeah, very putting it out there to the to the world, and then somebody comes out along and says, "Oh, that was me. I was whispering." And then you feel foolish, and you know. So better to save yourself the grief and just be good in the first place. Right. Well, it, it is, it, and it's also coming from a different point of view where some paranormal investigators go out there to prove it, and some, like you know, our teams go out there to debunk everything it could possibly be. And what you're left with is true evidence. But you also always need to go through your debunking. You know, what could cause a door to open? What could cause a sound, a clacking, a banging, something that sounds like footsteps? You know, so I think it's really helpful to have skeptical people on the team. Oh, absolutely. You know, I find it helpful, not hurtful, because you know what? They may have a point. And I have, um, actually, our our team has grown because we, I think, originally had some skeptics, and and now they're part of our team, which is wonderful, (laughs) because they keep things honest, and that's really what it's about. It's about evidence, not fiction. Mm -hmm. We actually had a situation come up one time. We were investigating, and... um, we were actually able to use our equipment to uh, to debunk something that also probably saved the family, maybe even saved their lives. They were constantly getting a feeling of being watched in the basement in this certain doorway. They said, I just can't stand here. It just gives it a creeps. And we went down with our, our mail meters, which um, measure electromagnetic energy, and we discovered that there was um, a fuse box right there that was putting off, like, incredible amounts of electromagnetic energy and basically they really needed to get an electrician in there fast. It could have burnt their house down. But one of the um, symptoms of, of being around too much of too much electromagnetic energy creates what they call a fear cage and it makes you have the delusion of being watched. It makes you uneasy and uncomfortable. So once they fixed that, they were able to spend more time in their basement without thinking there was a ghost there because there really wasn't in that case. Right. Right, that's very good, and I think mo- uh, more people have that than don't, mm-hmm. and that's why basements are always the creepy zone very often. Mm-hmm. So, Joni, I want to talk a little bit about one of your favorite places, and that's the Haunted Victorian. Can you mm-hmm. tell people where that's located and you know what's available if they want to investigate that? Well, it's located in Gardner, Massachusetts, and they do have a website. It's hauntedvictorianmansion.com. They're getting ready to shut down for the year because the house is not heated um, Uh and it does get very cold, but they can certainly direct any inquiries that they have on that website. There is a contact me link, and it will go right to the Right to the owners of the Victorian. Um, Yeah, and it is one of my favorite places. I feel... um, very connected there, probably a little too connected. <laughs> it like draws me in. So everybody's telling me to back away from that place, but I just can't stay away. Yep, Steve and I went there, uh, what was it, about two years ago? And we caught a five, Steve caught a five-year-old boy right near the staircase, and also he snapped a picture of me right standing in the middle of a vortex with a, uh, apparently I was holding a head sideways. So, I mean, we also caught a shadow uh, man up on the second floor where, in the bedroom where the man was burnt. And we had someone bending over, uh, well, leaning over on a wall in that same bedroom. So they're in our archives. 
that we we got a lot of you know photographic evidence there. It was a very fascinating place. Yeah, and, so, and, and that will go ahead. Sorry. Yep, and and they will still be available for investigations. You know, come the warmer weather, but some of these places are so cold, like where we're going tonight, Joni. Dress warm. Um, so <laughs> <Okay>. can you? <laughs> Uh, can you review what are your books so people, if they want to get them, can get them? Oh, sure. Sure. My first, uh, my very first book that was on Amazon.com is Lightning Strikes, and it's part of the Angels of Ember trilogy. And it's really a post-apocalyptic thriller. It's kind of a what-if story. Uh, what if a virus were released and 90% of the population were erased uh, and then taken terrorists that go door-to-door uh, kidnapping the children and killing, you know, executing the adults. And this, the story starts off with a 16-year-old girl named Ember who's trying to hide her, her younger sister Elizabeth in their house. And all is good until Elizabeth is actually kidnapped. And then Ember has to leave the safety of her house and go find her. And it really turns into um, a bigger story because there's so much out there that she's been secluded from by hiding and once she gets out there she starts realizing that it's a bigger it's a bigger issue than just her sister being gone it's that these bad men are literally planning on taking over everything and so that goes into Amber Rain which is the second book in that trilogy and then the last book is Angel Storm where it all comes to a climax so people have been told me that it's really a page turner and they have a hard time putting it down I've caused a lot of people to lose sleep at night and they, they email me the next morning. They say, oh, we got three hours sleep. Thank you very much. And, um, you know, and that's, I like, you know, I like hearing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, to know that people are enjoying reading my books, it really makes me happy. Um, and and then I went on to write The Soul Collector, which is my fourth book, just because I had an experience actually while I was writing Lightning Strikes that I just couldn't keep to myself. I had to share it. So those are my four books. And I'm currently working on my fifth book will be um, written about the haunted Victorian mansion. I'm writing a book for the owners about their paranormal experiences there. And the more I write, the, the more I just feel for these people, what they live through. So I'm constantly writing. There will be more books coming. That's good because I love your writing. And, and by the way, the trilogy, I come I came away actually with that very hopeful because what I saw was that, you know, the human race is developing in a very different way. So I didn't, you know what I mean? I thought it was very bright and hopeful. Mm-hmm. You know, there are always things we have to watch out for. But it was almost like the human consciousness was expanding beyond the dark. So I right. found that. Well, it's kind of like, you know, Joni, when I met you and Sandy, I was shocked. I thought you knew you were mediums. And I couldn't understand how you didn't know. <laughs> I, you know, uh, uh, that was really surprising to me. I, I still remember that. That. Yeah, I think it happens to a lot of people. And the more people, you know, especially after writing the Soul Collector, the more, pe- more people keep coming up to me, and they're realizing that maybe they have empathic abilities, or maybe they have some psychic abilities, or mediumship mm-hmm. abilities. And you know, that was. That kind of the concept of the second book in that trilogy is that uh, everybody that was left alive that wasn't touched by the virus was alive for a reason, and that was because they had some kind of psychic abilities. And 
it really kind of took it into a whole different direction. And uh, but I think I think there's really a glimmer of truth to it. I think there's a lot of people that have an ability that they aren't they aren't aware that they have it, and until they get in touch with it or you know start to hone in on it, they're not going to realize it's there. That's true. I know. I'm alive in it, so I like it. <laughs> yes, Barbara is a character in the book. I know. I, I, uh, I, I love that. So maybe that's why I found it so hopeful. You know, it's like, well, wow, that's I wonderful. Did, I originally, I had so many, so so much outpouring of support after the first book. I thought, what can I do to thank these people? So I created roles as children in in the second and third books for them, and I got to a point where I had to cut it off because I had like I don't know twenty five children. And I was like, how am I going to write with all these kids, you know, and, and it, it mm. ended up working out fine. But um, your role in the book is uh, is uh, like a 16-year-old or 15-year-old, but you were yourself. So that must have been kind of fun to read. <laughs> oh, kind of shocking, right? That <laughs> uh, was amazing. Um, just to let you know, we are going to take a short break sometime um within the next 10 minutes, and then we're going to do readings today. Nadia and I will do some callers if they want to do readings. Are there any callers that want to uh, speak to Joni right now? Do we have any callers on the line, Nad? Uh, we have some people waiting for readings. Okay. Anyone that wants to talk to Joni? Or maybe uh, Joni have wants people... to do some readings. You want to do some readings, Joni? <laughs> you want to do some readings, Joni? <laughs> I'm pushing yeah, you can do whatever you want. I can't do readings, but I'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't get the same results from me. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, hang on. We're going to go on a short break, and then we will take some callers. At Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E, we're working hard to be your trusted source for fun, enlightening, and heart-centered information and community. And we're passionate about the art of transformative media, the new leading edge of communication in our highly connected, media-rich world. If you're passionate about facilitating change and you have gifts or ideas you'd like to share, come join us, host a show, or be a guest, or connect us to an amazing speaker or teacher whose message is too good to miss. There's always room for courageous, knowledgeable changemakers, inspired artists, and new ideas. Let us know you're interested send an email to info at fireflywillows.com. We're Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. As promised, we're always thinking of ways to bring you a fresh new perspective. Check out this lineup of our newest shows. The Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist. Featuring Firefly Willow's L.I.V.E. favorite, Heisey Lutmers, and his co-host, Charlie Harrington, on the second Tuesday evening each month. A Shamanic Life, hosted by John Carousella, on the first and third Tuesday evenings each month. What's Your Prescription for Balance, with Dr. Glenna Calder, the first Thursday afternoon each month. And Evolve, with Robin White Turtle Lizney, the third Thursday afternoon each month. Introducing our newest show, the second and fourth Saturday mornings each month, From Beyond, with mother-daughter psychic mediums, Nadia Shapiro and Dr. Barbara Williams. We're excited. Give us a listen as we continue to create new and entertaining ways for you to shine your inner light. Join us at Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E.
Okay, so we are back, and we have Patty from Maryland who has a question about her career. Hi, Patty. How are you? Great. Thank you for taking my call. You are so welcome. So uh, my question is wondering if I should continue where I am or look for a new opportunity. Um, Patty? Yes. This is Barbara. I am actually seeing a challenging new beginning, new ideas, new inspiration for you. Okay? Um, Very interesting. With the same company or with someone new? I'm seeing, well, apparently there's something new uh, in store for you. Uh, I'm also seeing that this change, um, and and let me get clarity on that, that there is actually going to be an opportunity for you to create something more amazing, something that you resonate more with that actually gets you excited again. It's almost like, you know, you've lost your long-term goal and you're moving into focus for that again. The, you had some confusion on where you were going. I think you're still sort of in that realm and you're, you're getting ready to move out of that right now, which is very interesting. Let me just get, ask for clarity. Hmm. So apparently... You have your eyes focused. I'm not seeing you leave the job you're in, but the nature of it will change very much so. It's almost like you're creating what you want now, and it's your opportunity to do that. There's a point of where you're not really seeing some of the positive in your situation because they didn't turn out the way you expected. Don't focus on that. Like, don't focus on the on the negative part of it, because there's positive to that. It's almost like you're looking beyond and not seeing it. I meaning I am looking beyond, or I should look beyond. You should be looking beyond what you don't like about it. Okay. In other words, don't focus on what on what you don't like about it, but you need to focus on what positive about it, so that it. Because you right now are in this space where you can change that to the positive, that your ideas will be listened to. This is a good space, you know, good timing for you. So you also appear. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Ask a question. So, um, where I am is challenging. You're you're absolutely right. And it's challenging from two fronts. One, the company's struggling financially, and the Mm -hmm. second one is not enough people to complete what the tasks that they have because of the financial uh, struggles. And so that's why I'm on the fence about sticking it out or looking for something else. I mean, there's a possibility they could get bought and a new buyer would change the whole environment. Yeah, so this is Nadia. Um, Kind of what I was picking up was um, I feel like there's still some more changes coming into the company. A lot of people are kind of ducking their heads um, in fear of losing their jobs. And um, so I do see that this company is no longer going to be this 
company in the near future and whether that means they're bought out or they shut down. But I do feel like there are some major um, organizational changes that are going to be coming. And a lot of people are going to be having two or three jobs um, for quite a while. Um, and the, I think really what Barbara is, is saying that there's actually something you know, really big for you to learn where you are right now, which will in turn open up a huge opportunity. You're not done. With, you're not complete with where you are right now at the moment. And yeah, it's difficult, but it's really, this is your chance to learn the bigger lesson here because it's kind of been, you know, there's, there's areas of it that have been repeating itself for a long time for you. And if you master this challenge here, then you're going to open up a whole bunch of other opportunities for you. I feel like you really should be, your energy should be working with people. You should be teaching and training people. Um, that's something that your energy fits very well with. And um, I also see that you're very good at managing people. People really look up to you and um, people actually do what you say. So um, I would definitely harness that. Um, you know, look around where you are right now and just see where you can overcome this challenge in staying right where you are because I don't feel like you're going to have to look very far for something new to open up with you. Like, the, the, I feel like the name of the organization or something is changing. So there's there's still some big changes coming, and I still feel like there's still some more people that are not going to be around. Okay. Okay, well, thank right. you. You, yep, you definitely have abundance and financial security coming. Oh, well, that's uh, that's great news. Okay. Okay. And and you also need to, you know, uh, find your strength and your comfort in your family or friends that you consider family. Jimmy, you need to utilize that more okay. as a strength for yourself. Okay, well, that makes sense. Okay, well, thank you. That's very helpful. You're okay. welcome, thank Patty. You very thank much you for calling. Okay. Yeah, thank you for listening, Patty. Okay, we have our next caller who is Debbie from Florida. Hi, Debbie. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And how are you? Wonderful, thank you. So, uh, Debbie just kind of has a, just, you know, wants to see generally what comes up for her. Correct. Thank you. You want to go ahead, Barbara? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay, Debbie, first thing that comes up for you is apparently there's more going on in your life than meets the eye. There's a little bit of uh, plans that you have set in place that need a little bit of revision if you can understand what I'm saying, all right? And what I'm seeing is that there's a situation in your life that you need to stop what you're doing and thoroughly examine the truth of the situation. It's, it's possible that what you're doing in the course of action that you're on now, there may be some omissions by accident or incorrect assumptions, all right? You need to look at things objectively. I think that, you know, you need to look at it Clean the slate, look at it objectively, and you may see it in a more positive eye. Um, okay. You want to know I'm actually, loose ends, Debbie. 
I'm actually going through a, a divorce right now, and we're getting down to the the ends, and I've kind of settled the the uh, property part of it, but I have not settled the alimony part of it, and I'm a little bit nervous about going forward on that, whether the other person is hiding something. I, I have many years of marriage on my side, and I'm not sure whether mm-hmm. to go to court for this, for this or whether I should just bargain with the person and, and end it and settle it. Well, again, exercise caution with the details. Okay. It's the details you don't want to overlook, Debbie. Okay. All right? So you may want an objective person looking at this and not just rely on your own because you're emotionally tinged with it, obviously. Anybody would. Right. Okay? Exactly. You want someone objective looking at it. So it is a hidden agenda. You will see it. Okay. I I don't trust my own intuition on this because I am very emotionally involved, obviously. Right. Can can you see me going to court for this situation? Would I be better off to go to court for this situation? I'm seeing that the more you have on your side, um, the, the less theft or, you know, in that sense, not theft, but, you know, you get more what you deserve. I don't know whether to spend. To I don't know whether I should spend the money and the time uh, going to going to court for this, or whether I should sit down and compromise. What are you getting uh, on that, Todd? Uh, yeah, actually, so uh, there's something about. Um, I, I want to. I'm picking up something about three months ago, and um, I do feel like there was something that's not been put on the table. So there is something that has not been uh, disclosed. And so we're looking, something happened about three months ago. Um, it was either three months ago or three months after the divorce was brought up. But I'm getting, I think I'm going to go with more or less three months ago. So I do feel like there's some um, secretive behavior behind this situation. Um, and it might not be that you necessarily need to go to court, but it is maybe, um, what are they called, forensic accountants or something? It might be it might be time to bring in a specialist because I think you will find something that has not been disclosed. Right. Um, There's something hidden. Yeah. And if but if the person takes a um, a deposition, if they take a deposition from my um, soon-to-be ex-husband, then in a court of law, he can go to he can go to jail for that. Right, and I'm open to, to receiving anything. So, you're saying that a forensic accountant or deposition should be taken. Yeah, something to document. There's something that's not being disclosed. And the, in the well, here's the thing: is it's not like it's it's not a whole lot of money that we're talking about here that wasn't disclosed. Right. It's just like um, it's just him being stubborn. Right. Um, and the other thing I want to address is that, you know, r- regardless of what you just take, what you have and walk away, there's also some health concerns that are coming up for you um, that are uh, specifically this situation that are kind of making it worse. And sometimes just walking away from things is, you know, you're still the winner and it's not worth your health and your sanity. Right. Okay. So. Okay. Um, regardless, whatever it is that you do, you know, you're, you're still going to be you and you're still going to be okay. Um, 
but it's not I'm I'm just not an advocator for you know fighting for you know, sometimes yeah, when, dog yeah right when it's when it's at the concern right. of your health you know um, I I'm more concerned about you finding um, clarity in your life and being able to move on and and live a happy life than I am about you getting this last nugget because honestly it's not at the end of it it's not a whole lot of it that comes out of it on this this part that's being hidden. Right, so I might be just better off to maybe have my lawyer take him, have him have a deposition so that it covers me in court in the future, and I'd be okay with that. It's really sure. expensive to hire. I have an accountant right. already. It's really expensive to hire a forensic accountant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you want to be careful, like Nod says, you don't focus on the negative. As right. there's a positive in every situation. Absolutely. So if you're looking at the negative, you miss the silver lining. Fighting right. or trying to ignore change doesn't really serve you. Right. I want it to change. I'm, I'm right. ready for it to right. come to an end. And I know that right. my life is going to be better after that. Right. And reach out to your family and friends <laughs> for support. You know, they're uh-huh. very wise counselors for you. And can you tell me any kind of a time frame of when you see this coming to resolution, 2013, 2014? I'm saying 2014. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. saying about about nine months. About nine months. Well, yeah, then that sure. must mean, then that should mean that I should be going to court then if you're saying that. Ooh. Okay. Well, not necessarily. Um, you know, just because you file things doesn't mean that they go through that quickly. Right. It's sometimes a very long process. You know. Right, but unfortunately, not, in, unfortunately in Florida, there's a law that's uh, going to come up that would make it um, not good on my side if that law passes in July. I mean, if it passes in the spring, it would go into effect in July, and that would actually make my scenario much worse half of what it is now. Yeah, but you should miss that. Absolutely. So you won't, yeah, that won't affect you. I should risk it? Miss. You'll you'll miss that. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, And any time in the future that you see my house that's on the market selling? I'm actually getting April. April, okay. And what do you see for me for spring? Do you see me? I'm kind of uh, up in the ear about buying a house, Uh, renting. Debbie, Debbie, I'm sorry, but we are actually running out of time right now. Um, Thank you so much for calling. We appreciate you. you. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all your information. Have a great day. (laughs) You too. Um, the other thing, I think Joni's still on the line, and I had asked her uh, one thing I was remiss is where we can get her books. And I just wanted to let everybody know they're on Amazon.com and they're in BarnesandNoble.com. Yes, definitely. So just so, <laughs> and she does do book signings and readings, so if you get it on our website, you'd be able to see that. I have the whole collection. I'm blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Joni, for for calling in and um, for being here with us today. Actually, Joni wanted a reading. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, I figured while I was on the call, my gosh, what an opportunity, you know. Uh, I'm on Facebook too, Johnny. I saw that. <laughs> I said I should have asked for a reading. What am I crazy? <laughs> Well, I think the first time I gave you a reading, I was doing a healing on you, and there was so much that came up. I, I remember I, I looked at you, and I couldn't figure out why you didn't see everything that I saw. So go ahead, Nat, if you want to start. <laughs> Is there a specific area of life or a question that you have? Um, my writing career. <laughs> you, do you see... Um, Barbara once told me she saw my books being made into a movie, and uh, I've been kind of living on that dream for the last year, so I <laughs> just want to see where you see my writing going. Um, okay, so it's it's uh, I'm staying slow and steady right now, and um, I'm always, you know, I'm always the person that likes to move and master the energy around things because, you know, if it's not working the way you want it to work right now, let's figure out how to make it work, you know, and so I think what's really important for you to understand in manifestation is that you are, you can produce any results just by simply changing the words that come out of your mouth and um, your thoughts, and so I think it's time for you to really play with that and start really making that true for yourself because that is when you're going to start to, um, well, I'll just ask you, do you want it to turn into a movie? Oh, of course. Okay. Well, then you start, you know, drawing up what that looks like, you know, proposals and all of that stuff. You've, you've got to start making that a reality for yourself, taking all the necessary steps to turn that into um, something tangible. So as it stands right now, I I don't see that you have anything on the table. So you've got to make the necessary steps to turn that into fruition, okay? Um, so at the moment, I'm seeing just kind of really slow and steady. So it's time to really pick it up and, and um, harness your manifestation skills. Okay. So, you know, start really talking about you should be okay this is what I'm picking up I'm just going to say it there's a little bit of a self-conscious energy that comes up when you're referring or or lack of talking about your books to people you should be talking about what you're doing to every single person that comes in contact with you everybody there shouldn't be um, any secretness about what you do <laughs> everybody should know what you do friends family strangers they should all know what you do, okay? That's really important. There's no more secretness. There's no more, you know, any of this energy around your books. So um, really start drawing up that proposal and what that's going to look like for you. Um, and then start sending it out. And I have a feeling that you're going to meet somebody that is going to um, point you in the right direction. Like, I don't think it's something that you're going to have to seek out very um it's not going to be very difficult for you to find so start wow. drawing that up and um start sending it out okay put that out there tell everybody what you're trying to do i'm trying to turn my book into a movie everybody should know that about you everybody hey Joni. 
I'm still mm-hmm. seeing it anyway. <laughs> but, you know, you think about how, how long did it take you to get your books out? And then you finally had that self-confidence to do that, mm-hmm. right? Right. So it's almost like you're breaking down that, that you know, building up that self-confidence part of yourself. Because your writing is amazing. I mean, it's truly amazing. You know, and I do see an opportunity opening up for you. And it's in the creativity arena of your life. But you do. You need to go for it. You need to push more beyond what you're doing right now. I mean, you have four books under your belt right now. And I know that you have four more coming. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, your name is going to be... You're going to have your name in everybody's bookshelf or on everybody's Kindle or Nook. <laughs> you know what I mean? So continue. Push for that. You know, the trilogy is an awesome. It's a much you know better movie than the things I see on TV because there is positivity in there. You know, you have the, the suspense and the spookiness. But I, I agree with Nod that that self-confidence, you, you need the more you say that, the more comfortable and the more you own that. And you should be mm-hmm. proud to own that. I'm proud for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that really got me to, uh, you know, to get my books out. Because you didn't even know I was writing a book and you were doing a healing on me and you said, are you writing a book? You need to get it out there soon. I sense the time is right. And I tell you, I went home and I was like two weeks later, I had that book published. <laughs> so you, uh, you really helped form my direction. So know it or not, you've been a big influence in my life. I mean, it's there and it's in your energy. So, you know, go with it. Go with the positivity and moving forward. And that is right. That's really who you are, Joni. You are not, I mean, I know you love animals and all, and that is part of who you are, but you are a creator. So create big. Awesome. I'll do that. Thank you. You don't (laughs) act like it's already happening. You are the star, the director, the writer. You're there. (laughs) All right. I am. I am. I'm putting it out there. (laughs) Yeah, and that's... That's a good message for everybody. I mean, we are all creator. We are not separate. You know, you get to write your own story. You get to create anything you want in your life. But if you don't harness that power, then you'll just, you won't create anything or you'll bring things to you that aren't what you want in your life. Uh, You've already had some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. Thank you so much, Joni, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. And, oh, and I'll see you okay. tonight. <laughs> oh, you guys, have Thank you. you guys have an investigation going on tonight? Oh, we have a great investigation tonight. Yep. We have great. dinner. We're going to be investigating a church from the early 1800s and then the Main Street Grill, which has actually existed since the 1700s. And the land itself was the site of um, battles. So there is a great deal of energy. It's a wonderful place to investigate, and we always get a lot of evidence from there. Besides, we love the people we work with. Awesome. Well, you guys have fun and be safe with that. 
Uh, be sure to check out our websites for any events that are coming up. I've got a few coming up in December at NadiaShapiro.com. And be sure to check out Barbara's website at BarbaraWilliamsPhD.com. Uh, you guys have a lovely Saturday, and we'll be back with you in two weeks. Yep. Time for another reading? or uh, We don't have any more callers, so uh, we are all okay. set. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. A personal tarot reading can offer you insight, information, enlightenment, and empowerment along your life's path. Hi-C is a professional tarot conversationalist and ritualist with over 10 years' experience. He's available for readings in a variety of formats, including parties and events. To schedule your personal tarot reading, contact Hi-C at tarotbyhi-c.net or email him at hic at fireflywillows.com.